0: Welcome back to the Any Thursday podcast, where we talk Europa League and Conference League, and
1: whatever else is on our minds. Yeah, let's not. What's on your success. mind right now, David? What's most on my mind right now is the Milan Napoli game later today. Yeah, you, to do, he doesn't, to you don't say, have a lot of um,
0: layers. Huh? It's just soccer, all it's football, just all the soccer, soccer,
1: soccer, soccer, soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a big game. We need to get back to it. We're sorry, calcio, calcio, calcio. Exactly we need to get to the Champions League semifinals. We can win the Champions League and qualify for Europe that way because we are risking top four as it is. So yeah, you sure are. We need this game.
0: And, uh, one person you're risking it to Roma, um, got a win on the weekend. Um, they remain in, in heavy competition for those final spots. They're now five points clear of inter with the same games played. Um, Three points clear of Napoli. They're in third. Um, They're in great form, except they lost a fixture midweek. That was in the Netherlands to Feyenoord. They're down 1-0, returning to the second leg to the Olympico. Um, We've seen them have a lot of good results at home this year. Um, League and in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been pretty comfortable in Europe, especially, other than when they lost to... uh, when they lost to what's it called in the group stage oh
1: um you
0: remember that yes I do it seems like that. so long ago it does
1: feel like so so long who ago. the fuck was that it was uh this
0: is bad form yes. ludigrettes yes it was ludigrettes yeah that was they what lost at home was... to ludigrettes and we we're all making fun of them and now look at them
1: what was that like match week two of the group stage or something it, yeah i like, put
0: them in what? really bad it might have been the
1: right, first one
0: no, it was in the group stage because right. they had to go to even yeah, yeah. qualify out of the Europa League into yeah, the was, knockout stage. They had to win at Ludogorets on the final was,
1: the day. It was the first. It was the first, first match we yeah. yeah. In um, Bulgaria, which, you know, the tough pitch, but it's another. Oh, game. that was in Bulgaria? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I missed. Miss. Tough pitch, but it does show like Roma have been susceptible on the road, especially in Europe and European away days are always tough. There's extra travel, mm-hmm. different forms of preparation. It can be really difficult, even if you're good on the road domestically, which Roma have been. I think they're top four in Syria on like road yeah. uh, form this season. So they've been good on the road domestically, but going abroad yeah. can cause some issues. And this time now they've given themselves a little hole to dig out of. But
0: yeah, the thing is, they're at the moment with them, even though I I, I grimace to admit it. Mm-hmm. That Rome that Jose has formed something of a good relationship um with the fans there. Um they're obviously, even though they don't score goals, they're somehow comfortably in third right now and look to be making top four next season. Um and the fans fucking love the guy. Like mm-hmm. they're showing out, selling out the Olympico. Yeah. Which doesn't always happen, you know, it's a huge Huge stadium to sell out. Stadium, Lazio yes. barely gets a quarter full. <laughs> yeah. uh, well,
1: to be fair, more fans. Figure support at home. Uh,
0: um, but my feeling is that this is going to be a pretty raucous, well-populated crowd for this one. Obviously, going for the conference Europa double in back-to-back years. I think this is going to be a tough one for. We're going to see how uh mature this Feyenoord team has gotten in the course of this year hmm. um, if they're able to stave this off because they're going to have to score because they're not going to keep a clean sheet. No, too.
1: it's, I mean, we saw it in the last game, like Roma will create a lot of chances against Feyenoord and it might not be up to Feyenoord whether they gonna <laughs> yeah. keep a clean sheet. Uh-huh. It will likely be up to Tammy Abraham and Andrea Bellotti as to whether Feyenoord keeps a clean sheet. I
0: don't think they're going to, I think. I think it's more I think it's like how many goals can Feyenoord answer with. Mm-hmm. Um can they can they find a draw in this one because if it goes the distance and like goes to penalties they're not winning. Yeah. Um uh, That I, said if what's the
1: news on Dybala? He's their only good penalty taker so. It looks like the will be out. Okay, so, so that's a big advantage. And we saw Pellegrini missed one in the first mm-hmm. leg. I do think Feyenoord though – can create chances, especially if Roma go with Zalewski on the right again. Mm-hmm. Just, we saw
0: like, what happened. We saw what happened for that, for that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the only goal of the game was from Zalewski getting torched on the, on the yeah. flank.
1: And he might need to start there because he is so good offensively from that position. Mm-hmm. and He can create so many opportunities down the right. Yeah. And
0: without Debala, Yeah. They don't have a lot of, uh, they don't have a lot of creation from their dribbly boys.
1: Mm-hmm. But that does also then leave that gap behind mm-hmm. him where Mancini, for the most part, did a good job, I thought, of stepping over and covering that space. But mm-hmm. it's just so much to ask for one player to constantly be stepping over there and filling that role, mm-hmm. especially when Smalling and Ibanez are not like speedsters. So they mm-hmm. might have some trouble rotating over late, uh, which is kind of to be expected there. Yeah. So I think that's fine or taupe is if they can create space behind Zalewski, put Mancini into bad two-on-one situations and use that to try to get to the byline and get past Smalling and Abanias.
0: Yeah, I think Feyenoord's goal here will be if they the longer they keep the clean sheet, the better chance they have to make some noise on 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 the other end. Mm-hmm. Um obviously, I mean, they'll have more of the ball probably. Um because that's just how these two teams play. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the more the more Roma will need to push for the equalizer the better the better chances they might get that said i feel like the most likely outcome is for roman to like immediately score in this game and then for it to be a, like free for all <laughs> yeah. um that's what the neutral wants anyway um i should mention feinor did win again in the league on the weekend to remain eight points clear of ajax um with only five games remaining in the league so yeah. they're close to clinching that title this their first really title good in many years
1: team. i feel like people kind of forget that because they are not one of they're not ix right yeah you look at the dutch league and you're like oh it's the dutch league compared to syria mm-hmm. but this is a finer team that is on they've
0: been players. dominant they've only lost once in the
1: league all yeah. year and this is a really really good team with great players who can cause problems for anybody mm-hmm. and i could see them taking this from roma uh, but
0: I'm going to give Roma a slight edge yeah. because that's what they fucking do. And it's annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I keep picking against Roma by huge margins for, for the bit. Yeah. Um, And they keep coming through. So I'm going to do the opposite. I think Roma wins six nil today. Okay. You're trying um, to
1: you know, manifest yeah. reverse psychology. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
0: um, I should also mention that Quentin Timber is doubtful for this game. Yeah. Um, so that could be a factor. Yeah
1: uh the, ignore the red cards on Thought Mob. if you go and into uh, Mob, their red card things are wrong so i'm uh-huh. trying to find the europa league's official <laughs> list but i'm pretty sure there are no yellow or red card accumulation suspensions good 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 for this game so it's just yeah. potentially timber missing probably the ball missing mm-hmm. and obviously Roma have been without stolbach in for a while which mm-hmm. is just another attacking piece that they can't have in this game uh i do think roma will come through in this one because it feels like it feels like a Roma do fixture and these types of ties. Uh and Jose always seems to get his team there mm-hmm. over the line in these types of ties. So I'm going to take Roma 2 nothing after extra time.
0: Great. Uh let's do Sevilla and Manchester United. Uh Sevilla got the shock results at the end of the at the end of the game there at Old Trafford last week. They got a huge result over the weekend against uh Against uh, Valencia's side in the bottom three, that puts them uh, eight points clear and probably safe on the season. Yeah. Uh,
1: of the bottom three, assuming they pick up a couple of more points along the way. And it shows Mendelbar's is thinking because he rotated so many players for that yeah. United Sevilla game. At least we think he did. His first 11 is very fungible, right? Yeah. Now. Well said. But uh, he rotated a lot for the United game. They got a 2 2 result against. Mm-hmm all odds and got the win over Valencia to essentially assure themselves safety this year. Mm -hmm. So great, great week for Sevilla. Let's see if they can keep pushing on.
0: Yeah, they're at home now. They they have the advantage now. But as we talked about ad nauseum last week, United really fucking blew the end of that game. Yeah, the reason good. I think, and United is short of a lot of players, as oh, we also yeah. documented last the week, players. Bruno got himself suspended, which was really unfair, to be fair. Yeah. Um, They're missing their first-choice center-back pairing. Rashford is out. Um, But some encouragement is that um they beat Forrest 2-0 in the week, and obviously it's Forrest, but, mm-hmm. and Forest are in 18th. But... They started the old Maguire Lindelof pairing, <laughs> yeah. and it actually they got a clean sheet. Um, I don't know how much you can gauge for playing Forest versus you know playing a European quarterfinal, yeah. but um, it was at least a promising step for them. Juan Basaka also played on the right and was mm-hmm. fine. Um, I think more important for them is than that. Like if they have a good base in the midfield, if Casemiro and Ericsson mm-hmm. can get through this game. That in then I think they'll feel more comfortable with that with that center back pairing. Um obviously Bruno won't be there, so they are gonna be short on attacking options. Um and there will always be the nerves with you know Maguire and Lindelof yeah, back yeah. there. Um, but the reason I feel okay about United in this position is that I've seen a lot of times this year when um United have taken a bunch of really embarrassing punches in the mouth. 4-0 to Brentford uh the, <laughs> the Liverpool game, Liverpool game. Yeah. there's been a number of those peaks and valleys but Ten Hag always seems to have whatever it is the right messaging and headspace to sort of they they usually play well after yeah. a setback like that and i feel like i mean it, and the last like 15 minutes of that first leg was as bad as and as sloppy as you'll see
1: yeah and it was a lot of mistakes it wasn't right. so much severe like on uh-huh. the key and unlatching, they played themselves into the game. Like mm-hmm. you should give Sevilla credit. Their second half of the second half was a very well played by Sevilla, but the goals weren't coming from Sevilla and United. Also, should have put two or three away in that second yeah. half. Like, like it was United making big, big mistakes, and Sevilla capitalizing on them, which yeah. is what you have to do. But yeah, it definitely... but even even
0: without like first choice players at like five positions, I do feel like United should still be favored here. Yeah. um based on the quality they've shown this season um Jaden sancho will probably have to start on the left he we have seen some very strange Jaden sancho performances since he's been at united but he, yeah especially in the last couple of weeks he's made some strange like choices in front of goal he looks like short of confidence yet again yeah. that's a factor for sure but marcial on the other hand since coming back from injury this week has looked really good and confident um and wanting to impress so um Maybe we'll get an Anthony has been pretty good the last two weeks to be we scored in the league finally again. <laughs> the um for the first time I think since the Arsenal game. Mm-hmm. So in the fall. So
1: uh Yeah, and Ten Hag talked a lot about getting him to use his weaker foot mm-hmm. because he's not actually that one footed. And Ten Hag was saying, right? We watched yeah, him, yeah, we're yeah. like, Oh, he's so one we We're watching him, he's
0: just Robin. And Ten
1: Hag is like it's just him pushing it onto his strong foot. Like uh-huh. he's the reason he's one footed. It's not that he can't use the other foot. I think so just he would know better than anyone. He's he coached wouldn't. him for years. Sees him in practice all the time. So if coached he's him for the last few feet, years, trying to get him to like be a little more two footed. And I think we saw that over the weekend because he was using both feet pretty effectively. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to also just to keep talking up United because it feels like where we're both going with this. <laughs> mm-hmm. The one thing Lindelof and McGuire were pretty good at when they were a center back pairing that did get united into the champions league mm-hmm. uh, was heading balls away they finished second and, a yeah, couple years ago
0: yeah. <laughs> i mean that was, i think that was more to do with the the rest mm-hmm. of the top 4 challengers that year than anything else but
1: yeah. yeah and the fact that jose was their coach jose and slotton was there
0: that wasn't uh that wasn't then that was, was they that finished second under under uh
1: oh was that a different year they I, finished I was thinking further back the balls and i they
0: finished second in 2020
1: Okay, uh, I was thinking of uh, it was like 2018 when Jose his second year there, yeah. Because they had another good finish then, yeah. But yeah,
0: um, all they did also finish second once
1: under Jose. Yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about the uh, the Ollie years. Yeah, but, yeah. But you know, these. Guys, it was 2020. Defend, it was either 2020 or 2021. I don't remember which. Back to my point is they can defend crosses pretty well, and like we said with Mendelbar, like he wants to put in crosses. He wants uh-huh. to be able to have the ball wide on the wings and across cross it in, and McGuire and Lindelof are pretty good at clearing those. But it does kind of take Casemiro out of the equation mm-hmm. his ability to destroy playing the midfield. So maybe that kind of neutralizes some of what Casemiro is able to do and now he gets involved, mm-hmm. which I guess is Sevilla's only hope is that they're able to kind of unexpectedly win the midfield battle by keeping it away from the midfield. Yeah. yeah. Um... But I'm going to take United, though, because I've picked against Sevilla, I think, literally every game they've been in the Europa League. <laughs> um so i'm gonna go with the united i'm gonna take them three one
0: i'm gonna take them two one okay um let's go to juve and sporting sporting get uh get juve at home this time down one nil um in the tie this is one you sporting is, is is kind of the ultimate uh europe versus league team right in the in the competition right now i have no idea i mean i guess Sevilla but i have <laughs> <laughs> i got a
1: cramp in my leg and I oh no i'm, I'm like, there and just I'm making gonna...
0: faces i have no idea what uh you... oh, no in the calf yeah you hate to right see that calf, little yeah. charlie I horse
1: mm-hmm. i don't know maybe i need more bananas you hate to see that monkeys don't get cramps
0: you should use my uh they massage two gun a day. then they eat two bananas a day <laughs> you like that <laughs> you like that video i sent you everybody should be on uh instagram reels i guess on mine specifically because i don't know if yours or anything oh, i can
1: not remember that player's name but he was a baseball player for the blue jays he had a yeah. great interview where he talked about how he was avoiding a second
0: cramp was he japanese because he said he arigato at the end he was he didn't okay <laughs> um i, it's like, I monkeys, remember when you monkeys playing. they eat two bananas they don't get cramps they're like so how eight. many bananas have you had and he's like three bananas
1: <laughs> i can't remember no name, cramps but i remember when he was on the blue jays and it was like every day i uh. would drop an amazing interview
0: well, that was a tangent about a different sport yeah. and social media that you may or may not use. Um, but back to sporting, um they drew a bad team in the league on the weekend to basically resign themselves to fourth place
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and no chance at top Europe, top top European football next year.
1: Unless
0: unless <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, and we've exactly seen sporting them. has had some really excellent performances in these in the in the knockout stage of the Europa League. They put out Arsenal. Which nobody was expecting. Um, and played really good football in the process. Um, they looked pretty good against Juve last week, didn't get their result. Can they replicate that? I really don't know. Juve uh dropped points, they've lost their last two in Syria. They lost one nil to Sass Sass, Sass-, Sass- on the uh on the weekend. That pretty much ends their uh hunt to try to Crack the top four again. Yeah, even and it, with that point
1: deduction. They were even kind of with the point up, deduction. But. And it
0: kind of and it's good, it makes it tough for them to even crack top six now because they're five
1: points behind Atalanta. And um, they're even right now with Bologna, who drew Milan. Fiorentina are uh-huh. only two points back. So it is a competition for seventh in mm-hmm. that conference league spot there.
0: Which didn't look like it would be a couple weeks ago when they were cruising. Um, that said, Inter's lost four or five, and they're seven points behind them. Yeah. Also yeah. a big gap to overcome... I don't really know what's gonna happen in this game. To be honest, like I feel like we'll probably see Sporting play pretty well, and we'll probably see Juve score a lame goal. It's just a question of whether Sporting can <laughs> uh can and score two or three. I think. Yeah, and which it seems probably it's like a probably not for me.
1: I remember when Juve were in not for like like, trying making Champions League and losing Champions League finals spell. Mm-hmm. Yep, where every time they had a one nothing lead in a tie lead in a tie, yeah. it was over. And yeah. it feels like Allegri. And that was the Allegri era. Yeah. It feels like he's kind of recapturing what he had there. Right? Like Yeah, but with worse players. Like, I agree. This is a Europa League not the Champions League quarterfinals and uh-huh. you know, they're not dominating Serie A the way they were back nah. then. But it does kind of feel like that same thing where if Juventus gets the lead, it's over. Right? Mm-hmm. You are not going to break down their their block when they sit low, they have those difference makers who can also get them that extra goal. Those guys who can create a goal out of nothing. I mean, Giza hasn't really got the assists and goals you'd expect from him. He hasn't really yeah, he me. hasn't really looked himself yet. He's created a lot of things. And uh-huh. part of that's because Blaovic can't finish anything. Yeah. Right? He couldn't finish a sandwich. But ha. thanks. They also have even two, though he's a big boy. Yeah. Di Maria has been incredible. Kostic can make stuff. Rabio but can make Di Maria's stuff. Di Maria
0: has been incredible only in the Europa League yeah. for some
1: reason. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, like, so those guys can create things without Juventus having to push yeah. people. And forward we expect
0: from... Di Maria to show up on Thursday because apparently he loves Thursdays. Yeah. That, uh, that man
1: is a fiend. He's in the a Europa fiend League. for Thursdays. Yeah. And when I look at sporting, yes, they have Pedro Goncal- Goncalves. Gon- Goncalves. 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 Uh, I struggle with my Portuguese pronunciation, so... It's actually probably there. Pedro
0: Conchalve. Conchalve. Because they don't do the S, you know, they don't pronounce that. Yeah. It's like Bruno Fernandes. Mm.
1: Okay, thanks.
0: <laughs> I don't know why. I call him Pedro. So, he is... Also Tottenham's own Marcus Edwards. Yeah, probably, I was right? going to point
1: out Marcus Edwards later, too, but those two guys seem like the only places where you're possibly going to get a goal out of nothing. And it's like I said in the last round, I just see Juventus as having more of those, like, individual magic makers. Mm-hmm. We saw
0: can, Sporting create a couple of good chances that especially mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. On that 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 double save where Bay, Bayerian just like mm-hmm. misses an open net basically.
1: Yeah. So I think Sporting can create opportunities but I just don't know if they'll uh-huh. to get one over the line.
0: Yeah. I and I don't, like, don't I feel like I feel pretty weirdly strong about them not getting a clean sheet too. Mm-hmm. Similar to the Roma situation. Yeah. Just doesn't feel like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um I think you've been going to take this one nothing. Uf, my, me too. Prediction. I think it's gonna actually. I think it's gonna be one one. One one. I could see. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah. I think it's gonna be one one, and I'm gonna be annoyed. I'm gonna our, be so
1: annoyed. Our last Europa League game and the hipster tie of the quarterfinals. The hipster
0: tie of the week.
1: It delivered yes last week as well. Even sure the scoreline was lower than we thought. The performances were great. They looked like two teams that really, really deserved to be here. Mm-hmm. It's Bayer Leverkusen. And Union, Saint-Gilois. saint gelois This game will be at Lotto Park in Belgium. Does going home give Union the upper hand after getting a draw in Germany?
0: Well, unfortunately, they can't play at their actual home, but mm-hmm. down the road. Um, I think it does. Um, but I think this is one of those ties that doesn't, like, you'd say the Roma thing. It's like, oh, they're the Olympico, like. It's going to be packed. It's going to be rough. I don't think this is the tie where the home uh, advantage is that significant. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily because the fans aren't aren't doing their part. I think it's just because um, these are two non-European giants yeah. that have young teams that don't really seem bothered by that sort of atmosphere, mm-hmm. especially when it's not like a famous ground. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I
1: was going to point out, like, going to certain stadiums like if this was at old Mm trappard the idea of even just going into old trappard yeah there's like there's a thing about it
0: i don't none of these i mean they both have good fans they both have good at-home atmospheres Mm -hmm. not intimidating places to go and i I do think like the youth of the a team like leverkusen like i don't think they like they're not going to be they're not going to be it's not gonna be too big of a moment for them you know Mm -hmm. they're not they're they're young and impulsive and um they are also in incredible form in yeah. the league they won't
1: without a loss right yeah
0: and they've moved all the way up to sixth in the Bundesliga wow just pretty incredible achievement from from Xabi Alonso's mm-hmm. boys um six is probably about as high as they're gonna climb but um to even get back into the Real League, the, the position they were at the start of the year is super impressive and they play pretty exciting stuff for the most part as we, we've sort of talked about that like to death so I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna relitigate any of that but um yeah, meanwhile, Union St. Joeaz keeps doing what they do, winning games in Belgium. Um only two points clear of Gank at the top. Two points behind. Two points behind, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um this was a real toss-up for me. Um mm-hmm. I think it really just depends on on who finishes their chances. Like Leverkusen will have more shots and probably more XG. Yeah. Uh but St. Joaz is so efficient with the chances they create. Um that I think this is a real Proper toss up of just like who shows up with their with their shooting boots Mm -hmm. and when in this fixture.
1: And as crazy as it is, I think I trust the striker from the Belgian league more than uh, Bayer Leverkusen strikers. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, not that Bayer Leverkusen don't have good strikers, but like as Moon Schick, whoever plays. Schick is hurt. Schick's Schick's been hurt
0: the whole damn year, dude. Yeah, Yeah, he came back for like a couple days and then is like hurt again. I thought they were. I thought he might have been. Nah.
1: Almost ready for this one, but that boy can't stay healthy. Yeah.
0: It's a shame we haven't seen a healthy chick in like a year, I and mean, he was playing so well before.
1: I know it is. It is quite the shame, it, and it <laughs> gives
0: Labourcues an interest different look. You know what I mean? Like they don't have like the big, the big tall Peter Crouch <laughs> type without him. I'm mean, obviously he can do other stuff, but they have to sort of. I don't want to say they're one note, but they have their they have quick dribbly boys,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's sort of their their striker core without him.
1: Yeah, they don't currently have a player in double-digit goals. Mrs. Diaby leads yeah. with nine. Yeah, and the- I think
0: we, this was sort of a factor Champions last Thursday. Yeah, their
1: second most goals from right back.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. Like I think we saw this on on Thursday a little bit, where that you know they, a lot of a lot of, you know, it ends up being a, a shot outside the box that yeah. levels up the t- the the tie. Um, they didn't have they just didn't, you know, they didn't have the if you don't have the if you don't have that sort of clinical number nine a, then sometimes you just run out of avenues um yeah. and you have to rely on sort of an individual moment which they is had what happened.
1: six shots from outside the box but if you like kind of do like a circular semi-circle uh-huh. thing around the goal for like actually really dangerous positions mm-hmm. probably 12 of their 15 shots came from outside of that like dangerous box. outside of david's from, like, semicircle the, well if you like go to the distance, yeah, no, like, penalty kick away outside like, of
0: picture like david's semicircle yeah um yeah and we saw the 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 goal that inside the box the goal that saint joe was scored was was a classic strikers finish Mm -hmm. clinical um inside the box um and that that's the kind of thing that is uh is you know something that you really only see like elite strikers do
1: um victor Boniface is starting to make a name for himself as Maybe somebody that's going to get a big move and become an elite striker. So this summer, I bet he will.
0: Yeah, someone's going to buy this boy. Please be Milan. Um, maybe he's Harry Kane's replacement. Who knows? Um, anyway, what's your prediction here?
1: I can't look past Union saint was. It's can't definitely either. because last time they got a draw in Germany. They went home and won 3-0.
0: Yeah, they beat the shit out of Berlin.
1: Yeah, over a team that should be theoretically yeah. better than Leverkusen, but I think Leverkusen's form right now is better mm-hmm. than Union's was at the time. So I'm going to take Union-Saint-Giois 2-1. to I think this goes the distance. Goes the distance. and Well, not quite the distance. I
0: think Union is going to win it 2-1 an extra time.
1: Okay, I would love to see that. I think, yeah. Free soccer is good soccer.
0: Now an interlude. We're back for the Europa Conference League. Uh What game should we start with?
1: Let's start with the 12.45 ones. Let's do, because uh, both are almost settled, I think. Mm-hmm. Let's start with one that is settled. Mm-hmm. Fiorentina up 4-1 going Back to Florence. Back to again. Florence. Let's So this should be just about done and dusted. Is there any chance for Lech Poznan? no, no,
0: no. <laughs> there is not. Uh, they got a good draw against a uh, fun draw against Legio Warsaw ahead of them in the table, but mm-hmm. I don't think, I mean, what, who, who cares? Uh,
1: they're going to lose four one again. Okay. Uh, I think, there is a chance for Lek to have a good result today. There's not a chance for them to overturn Mm-mm. the early result because I think Fiorentina probably rotate some because uh, they do have a chance to make seventh yeah. in Italy. So I think there's a chance to say rotate some and play some of the backups. Uh, but even then, you look at their depth for a team in the mid table of Syria mm-hmm. is absurd when you compare it to like a Torino or a Bologna. Right? This midfield has like seven guys you would trust to step into it. The attack partially because they didn't really have a sure fire uh, starting 11 up front uh, with their front starting three. Up They're front. doing it by
0: committee. Yeah. Uh,
1: I trust their backups to get the job done. So I'm going to take Rentina two to one. Great. Let's
0: do the other one. Uh, Alkmar returns to the Netherlands down nil two to Anderlecht. And just when you think Anderlecht really turned a corner this season, they go with their ass whooped five two by league leaders Gent oh. Gank excuse me uh, Gank beats the shit out of them um, and you wonder what to think from this team yeah. <laughs> because I mean it just doesn't make any sense uh, yeah they just completely fell apart in the second half shipping shipping three. Um, I... I don't know. Maybe maybe there was an element of fortune because it's not like they didn't get outshot or possessed really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh you wonder if they have that in them here. The only thing is that um despite Alkmaar getting a, a a win on the weekend um against, you know, a mid-ass team, um, they just don't seem to have the killer instinct in them that we saw earlier this year. And in fact, they don't really score a ton of goals. If we look at the top of the Dutch table, um, Feyenoord, Ajax and PSV one, two and three on 70 and 62 and 62 points, Mm -hmm. 70 goals finished for Feyenoord 79 for Ajax 78 for PSV. Alkmaar five points behind PSV in fourth, 56 goals finished. Um, To be fair, they've only, uh, you know, they haven't allowed any more than, you know, PSV ahead of them in the table, but they're just not a team that's gonna that 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 seems likely to overturn a 2-0 deficit to me mm-hmm. at this moment, especially if Anderlecht has turned their attention to this competition, which would make sense since they're in tenth they in Belgium. Yes. They probably have. And the Belgian
1: <laughs> sides have in general been very impressive in Europe this year. Yeah, it's
0: been a good run for them in the conference league, especially. Yeah. Um yeah. So do I think they're gonna overturn this? No. Is it possible? Very very possible. Um I just don't know if they're going to from what I saw last week was that they were pretty really slow and tepid in the final third. And it didn't look to me like they had it in them to to bombard the net. Um I'm gonna take uh Alkmar win here, but it's gonna be just uh just a just a 2-1. Okay.
1: I think you saw it in the last game, like neither of these teams could created that many chances there was i think one big chance no, i was lame. it was a game.
0: boring ass game yeah, yeah so I, expect- I, remember, I remember revising it it's one nil one nil Alkmar yeah
1: i expect we might see something pretty similar yeah i agree in this game but i think this is one azed can overturn i have this going two nil to AZ. love it going to penalties love it and which goalkeeper taller <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh i'm gonna take uh probably Alkmaar in the shootout cuz they're at yeah. home and also uh they have matthew Ryan in the net which is fun.
1: Oh, that is fun.
0: But you know what, but Anderlecht have have their kid who's really good. So yeah. um I'm actually just checking for
1: goalkeepers. Actually, Verbruggen. you know what, I'd take Broghen in the shootout. 184 Compared to 193 over Verbruggen. I'm taking for Yeah, yeah I'm taking for 20 years old and starting in mm-hmm. the Conference League quarterfinal. That's so impressive.
0: Wow, the Conference League quarterfinal. What it... Yeah, I know. That
1: is impressive. He's Not as 20... impressive
0: as Matthew Ryan starting in the Conference League. Yeah, at 31. Aussie great. legend. Uh, Yeah, so let's go to the 3 p.m. fixtures then. Mm-hmm. And why don't we do West Ham-Ghent? Because yeah, that's a that. that's a pretty big big name fixture here it looked like west ham was going to have yet another awful result as they go down two nil to arsenal in the 10th minute at home you could just see the boo birds are going to come out by halftime when they're down three or four mm-hmm. instead a side ben rama penalty brings them back to one by half and then jared bowen on a really strange goal for arsenal concede frankly um levels it up they hold on they get a big point against the league leaders in the Premier league um pushing them four points clear of Nottingham Forest in 18th. Um, Does this change your opinion of them coming into the second leg?
1: Not really, because I still think they have to focus domestically. I think the point was good, but it's not enough to kind of kick them away mm. from that relegation. I feel like
0: every time West Ham approach absolute dire, a d- complete dire situation where they have no choice but to fire Moyes, they get like a big result like this that mm-hmm. drags people on sort of unwillingly back on side. Yeah. And then the process just repeats itself again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wonder if this there's the two ways this goes is they continue. They could, this is, this is the next step in their and getting back on side before they disappoint again, mm-hmm. or this is a moment where they get one of the worst results of the season at home. Yeah. and it's a and it's really hard to justify <laughs> Moise's continuation mm-hmm. beyond this season.
1: Um, you know, we mentioned earlier, like it's been this is going to be weird to say because they're a team in a top four league, so we can watch them so frequently against top teams. Mm-hmm. But it's been hard to judge them in the conference league because they've had a relatively easy run, mm-hmm. right? Like compared to the other quarterfinalists, except maybe Leck, right? You would say this has probably been the easiest run. Act like right it's pretty easy yeah um even back to the group stage and the qualifiers there were so many times in there that they look not yeah. very like they looked like they might yeah. screw things up mm-hmm. uh so i don't want to just like say like okay they're the better team they'll win because it, i
0: think gent has a chance yeah
1: it just feels like west ham are the team that would blow it would blow it
0: yeah yeah and Ghent, uh Ghent have been in way better form as we talked about last week they're up to fourth in the league but they're they're competing on multiple fronts here because they um are level on points with bruga and only have the tiebreaker from goal difference and are only one point ahead of standard liege so it's like they're 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 getting in the top 4 obviously you get that in you get into the champions group yeah um so it's a really so that's a pretty big deal mm-hmm. um and puts you in the mix for Europe
1: next season. Yeah, especially with points halved, right? They could yeah very easily find themselves sliding into third and getting back in. Yeah. So I mean, so
0: it's them. not like so they have to be, you know, equally uh focused on on the league. Mm-hmm. Um they so, so they're both in the similar position in that sense. Um where like the ideally they'd rotate a little bit but maybe can't afford to. Yeah. Um so it'll be really interesting to see how how West Ham comes out in this one. Um I think I think you fave just about favor them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um even though they've only scored twenty nine goals in the league this season. Yeah, I
1: was gonna say the other thing that <laughs> gives me a big pause at West Ham yeah. is their lack of like a reliable finisher right now. Mm-hmm. Uh Danny Yings has been pretty solid since coming, but he's not like, it's Danny Inks.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, like Jared Bowen can score sometimes. Scamaka's out. Antonio's been horrendous. Yep. Like, it's just where does this like game winning goal, yeah. this tie winning goal come from? Let me just from?
0: read you a list of teams who have more goals than them in the league this season.
1: Is this everything? Leicester City in 19th
0: has 41 goals. Leeds United in 16th has 40 goals. Bournemouth up ahead of them in 14th has 31 goals. Crystal Palace has 31 goals all in the last two weeks. Even Chelsea has more goals at 30 than West Ham United. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah.
1: And, uh, Ghent, on the other hand, though they do have two guys that you can look at and say, this is where the game winning goal is mm-hmm. going to come from. Like Kuiper's can score it. Gift Orban has looked mm-hmm. amazing. The second half of this. Are we talking yeah. ourselves into this? I'm talking myself into Ghent. Right yeah. I think
0: I've talked myself into Ghent. 2-1. I'm going to take West Ham 2-1, but I'm not happy about it. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to feel good about it. Uh, yeah, That's, finally.
1: I feel like I need one upset pick. Sure, round, sure. 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 And with three of the bigger teams playing in it, all against teams that they should be. one of them's got to drop. One it, of them's right? got to drop, yeah. But and We talked about last week that it's probably going to be West Ham. But it could be Nice, who kind of unimpressive in the first leg against Basel, struggled to a 2-2 draw Very a impressive, yeah. that you would expect them to beat. I thought they would put the tie to bed in the first leg, even in Switzerland. But here we are, and Basel have a chance to go through.
0: And you know Basel have been in better form They, uh, a lot of draws, a lot of draws. They did draw league leaders, young boys, Mm -hmm. um, or champions, young boys, basically. I think you call them champions at this point. Yeah. Um, they also drew a place, Zurich. They sure did. (laughs) One never knows with them. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're the, uh, they're kind of the sporting of the conference league in some ways here Mm -hmm. where, you know, their, their performances have always been better in this competition. Um, and they sort of wriggled their way through. Nice's good form has like come to a screeching halt. I've
1: been taking I think it snuck up on people. they've had they had so many draws, and everybody was talking okay. about their win their run without a loss. Mm-hmm. They haven't won a league game since february twenty sixth Wow, right? <laughs> there are two wins in that today and came against Sheriff Pierceful, who are you know from Moldova like, yeah they've been a great story they're a better team than I think people realize but they're still a Moldovan yeah. team playing it, a French team right? it looked
0: like they were gonna drag their way back into Europe um that's come to a halt they're not going to now yeah. and they lost uh the second most important fixture of the of, of the year in yeah. Brest-Nice uh, Brest nice brest one
1: nil Nice probably the most important I want to say Darby I think it's that, that it's important. a Derby, yeah. Yeah, especially the reverse picture when it's at Nice, the Nice Breast.
0: The, the Nice breast game is very yeah, important. Very
1: important. Um and yeah, breast took it this time one-nothing And Nice. Very disappointing performance. Yeah. It's like
0: this is I'm gonna be honest. This is the upset I'm picking. Okay. It doesn't make sense, but it's it's I mean, this team has been it was sort of saved by The manager bounce and like a manager who's not a piece of shit.
1: And Bobby coming in and scoring crazy goals. Yeah, like he has kept them in some of these. Like he kept them in the tie. Yeah, both both his goals were impressive. The second one, absurd. The bicycle kick. Yeah, ridiculous game. And
0: and you know they have Taram who's excellent. Oh my god, Ross Barkley started in the breast game. Yeah, they do (laughs) I forgot he was on the team. They
1: have some injuries too. I mean, Atal is probably not going to play. And Deashimi might not play. Diop is out. Pepe is out. Jesus. Ramsey, who had played himself into, like, yeah. being a name on the starting line. He's list, questionable. Like, he's questionable. I mean, there's so many guys. That yeah. The
0: vibes are bad. I just team. feel like this, this team was sort of, uh, I think, under... Uh, Gaultier, even though some stuff is coming out about Gaultier that we're not, you know, we don't know everything about yet. So yeah, I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak to that just yet. There is, few, um, he does seem like at least like a
1: cock, but if but you want listen so. to a good in-depth conversation on it, I recommend the Bojo official league on podcast. They had a really long segment about it where they kind of broke down the accusations against him, mm-hmm. uh, the email that was sent and kind of talk about what it means if it's true, what it means if it isn't true, how it impacts Nice, PSG, Gaultier's future, the mm-hmm. future of French football, and like a bigger discussion mm. about race within French football. Yeah. Uh, tying all the way back to like Lauren Blanc's comments. Good shout out. So. Good shout out. If you want to know more about it, go listen to that. It's their most recent episode. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say from a footballing standpoint, he basically had a pretty young entertaining team that he had clicking pretty well last season. And then, Obviously they're owned by a super rich English person. Mm-hmm. And I think his idea was we'll buy some aged prem players or just bring them in on freeze that, that are cast offs, basically. Yeah. And we'll like take the next step. And instead he sort of like shot their progress in the foot mm-hmm. and kind of fucked up the team building here. Now now it's just like a weird mismatch of young players and like veterans like casper schmeichel and like ross barkley yeah. um who weren't wanted anymore in the prem for a reason no not too much offense there but um and i think they... and it, it's just like it's they're just sort of rotten through the through the core here of the team and mm-hmm. i think they need like significant rebuilding um and they need to go back to like french league basics of like playing their young as um mm-hmm.
1: and i think it was one of those of like they thought they had the young guys to progress with, but right. they didn't compliment them the right way. Like no. the only really young player they brought in was Viti from Empoli, who's been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indyashimi was pretty young, but not a child, right? Like, yeah. Um, but he's been injured most of the season, so right. like that. And they they
0: lost Casper Dolberg. Yeah. Um,
1: weary leaving was a big blow. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, yeah, I agree with you. They brought in these. Casper Dolberg was
0: players. really good in the in the league last season. Mm-hmm. They just sort of shipped him out.
1: Yeah. But they brought in these older players, like you were saying, and just like maybe as like, a, oh, these are guys you can learn from. But you're bringing in guys. Too many good. of them. <laughs> and a lot of them had never played in France. They already had Dante. Yeah.
0: Who needs anybody but Dante?
1: Yeah. Like, you know, the Pepe move, I can see it. He played in France. He can connect with young guys about, like, uh-huh. progress, progressing through the French League. But, like, what is Aaron Ramsey going to know about how to handle French football. Like, what is Ross Barkley going to know about getting better in Liga?
0: Yeah, it's It just sort of – it definitely looked like like uh, uh, an unknowledgeable uh, yeah. summer. People were talking about it at the time, that it just, like, doesn't – It was weird. It like, doesn't fit the team building at all. Yeah. And it's cost them for sure. Like, it cost Favre a job, even though he was objectively doing a terrible job. Yeah. I, um, I think
1: Favre cost himself the job,
0: Yeah. And, you know, you saw like you get the new manager bounce and maybe you play like less stupid tactics. Mm -hmm. And then, but it's this only goes so far when you have a team that doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. And they only Um,
1: just snuck into the conference league. They lost the first leg of their uh, qualifying playoff, mm -hmm. right? To Mach V Tel Aviv. So Mm -hmm. they're gettable. They're gettable. That's true. I think Uh, they're uh, going to get
0: got. I think this is the time. I think this is the the culmination of their shite this season. I think this Mm -hmm. is rock bottom for them here.
1: For me, if they're playing anybody Basel, yeah, anybody I think I might take them to lose it but I just I cannot pick Basel I there's something about him that feels wrong to me so I'm gonna go nice I can't I, I
0: picked against Basel every step of the way and they keep kicking me in the dick so now I'm gonna trust them I'm gonna back them yeah. I say they win in extra time um after actually 1-1 they win in penalties
1: okay
0: that's what I'm doing I'm going with see. it I haven't picked penalties yet
1: all right. We're going to take a quick break, come back with uh one last fun segment, and then see if our predictions for the final have changed at all. <laughs>
0: <we get> that- <laughs> oh,
1: what a break. Right. Yeah. Wow. That was really fun break. We took a lot of time. Good break. Got yeah. a lot done. Uh, so what we're going to do in this segment is uh we're going to pander for some clicks. Ooh. and We're going to rank the eight Europa League managers that are still around. It smells of pandering. So I'm going to read them out alphabetically first, and then we're going to go from our okay, I'm bottom gonna write, I'm gonna write them down. to the top. So first alphabetically is Allegri. Allegri. Okay. Amorim at Sporting, whose name, again, I cannot do Portuguese pronunciation, so I probably butchered it, and I apologize. Yeah, I don't even know how to spell this. Um, next up is, yeah, I should have written these down with just last names. I've seen them like, nicknames and stuff. What a dummy. Um, Xabi Alonso, uh definitely should be above Amarim alphabetically, but uh Gerertz, the Union Berlin manager, Mendelabar, Sevilla, José Mourinho, Q R S is the Sevilla guy uh interim still? Uh no, he's the full time, I believe. And just till the end of the season, uh-huh. but full time where did he come from? Uh Spain. Like every <laughs> every mid. Okay, yeah, he's a mid relegation team. Uh-huh. Um, Arn Slot and Eric Ten Hog. And I think that was all eight. I think I said all eight. Slot is, um, oh, I 5,
0: one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, Ten Hog.
1: Yeah,
0: I think you're missing one.
1: What did I, leave out? I got. I have eight miles. okay um what did I name so far you got Kent, so you, Og, Memphis, Yeah, I have seven uh, on here
0: wow what a segment we used this
1: is yeah um did I leave out um, one I have seven okay how who did I miss oh uh Jose Jose, Jose. Jose. yeah you didn't say I Jose was... <laughs> uh what do you mean yeah uh okay So we're just gonna rank the eight I had it down on a list and I was like which name did I not say from those I was like uh-huh. I said everybody's names uh but um, yeah, okay. So, okay. so um, going from the bottom up, so eighth, who do you think is the worst manager on this list? Worst so, seems unfair. Yeah.
0: The uh, Sevilla guy. Is good, the it's a
1: Sevilla big. guy. Yeah. Mandelbar. Yeah. He's yeah.
0: basically an interim. He's not like he's there so they don't get relegated. So. Yeah.
1: Kind of reminds me of like a Roy Hodgson and like he's going to play his very specific style that mm-hmm. assures you safety, but maybe isn't going to be spectacular mm-hmm. all that often. I also had him eighth. Do You have seventh max.
0: Um I am going to put now it gets tough doesn't it cuz uh, I'm going to put Max Allegri 7th <laughs> okay um again this is not based on lifetime achievement it's based on uh based on uh current form right mm-hmm. and I don't care if Juve should be 3rd in the league for total points yeah they Are just an absolute schmuck of a team to watch, and I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I I don't like how they play. I you're saying, I have uh Amarin as my seventh Uh because when he came into Sporting, you know, he got them to lead. He Mm -hmm. had them pushing, looking like they were going to take those next steps. But they've, like you said, their domestic form has fallen off. Uh, they failed to really make. They failed to get out of the Champions League group stage, which I thought could have gone a long way. They kind of blew that last game against Frankfurt. Kind of. cementing him as like a top manager and potentially giving mm-hmm. him a big move to a top four league. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like in my estimation, he's kind of dropped a little bit uh-huh. over this season. So I have him down in seventh.
0: I have him in sixth. I do think he, um, he was sort of one of the most promising managers in Europe mm-hmm. after that title season. Uh, maybe, maybe he's stuck around in this job too long. Um, their squad isn't as like quite as good. Um, do think um there's rumors that he was considered for Chelsea and is already out of their shortlist. Yeah. I I do think it's probably time for him to like take a, the next step somewhere, yeah. and challenge himself um yeah. in a top five league, top four league mm-hmm. preferably. Uh, I don't know what job that is, but um yeah. I think he's he is... I think he's still someone to what He's really young, and I still think like tactically he's an interesting he's an interesting and promising guy. He just has yeah. has had a little bit
1: of a soft couple of years here if I'm a manager I don't think I would want the to be job but they might be a team that could offer him that level of money mm-hmm. and potential within the squad to make the rise and like keep looking pretty good but mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd want to leave sporting for Sevilla but I agree with you. it might be time to move on for him because yeah. if this happens again next year if they finish fourth or even worse again I think he drops off of that big move <laughs> radar yeah
0: who do you have in six?
1: I have Jose in six. Yes. I High five. Jose, <laughs> I think objectively by far the best career mm-hmm. of all the managers on this list. And Roma are playing pretty well. So I think six and up are the managers where I'm like, I feel like they're doing a decent job this year. Mm-hmm. And I don't have complaints. They're not guys I would move on or guys that I would be like, okay, you're done at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. But just like at times Roma have looked bad. You know, like it's no way to there's no way to sugarcoat it. I think the squad is pretty good. I think they're where they should be. Uh, but just like he hasn't done anything with this team that I'm like, wow, this is like mm-hmm. an incredible job. Mm-hmm. So that could change by the end of the year if they end up in like second or if uh they win the Europa League somehow. Yeah. Like I would change my opinion, but right now I'm just like he hasn't done anything super crazy. No, he hasn't The promo squad. Uh and then in fifth, I have Gedarts, the Union Sancho Wall manager, which I think a little controversial because he's only been there like a year. I think it's his first year managing of top squad. I'm pretty sure. Did uh,
0: I did I forget him?
1: Uh, no, you wrote down the wrong name. That's oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I fucked up. That's why. Yeah. Uh, get what? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. is uh yeah at Union Saint Okay, he's, he's definitely a, fifth on my list. On then a great job this year. Yeah, uh, and I think he's helped them build to that next level, but it is also his first job. Uh-huh. So I don't want to be like, yeah, it, oh, he's better than like other guys who've done just as well this year. Yeah.
0: If they keep if trending they... up mm-hmm. and we'll see. Yeah. um, Maybe he'll be the next Brighton manager when Chelsea buy, yeah. when buy Deserby <laughs> <laughs> for $40 million. Um, Okay. So let's recap our first half mm-hmm. in the fourth, our fifth, my fifth best manager is is Gerhardt, for yeah, the reasons you said. Yeah. Amorim is sixth for me. Allegri is in seventh. And Sovia guy in eight. Yeah. I haven't bothered yeah. to learn his name. Yeah,
1: so I also had Mendelbar in eighth. Mandelvar. Amorim in seventh. Mm-hmm. I had Jose in sixth. Gerhardt's in fifth. Mm-hmm. And now in the top half, I have Max Allegri. And it's like, the, he's doing exactly what he wants. And uh-huh. I feel like he's typically getting the results he wants. With the UV squad that... Remember that has, interview
0: he did where he's like, analytics. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Steve Clifford out there. He's like, you just run hard and you play
1: football. He's like, I don't even have
0: a computer. You're like, what?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's an odd guy. Psycho. He is an odd guy. Um. Yeah, I have Max Lagrue in fourth. I think just look at his UVA squad. And honestly, I think right now I'm picking him for the Europa League. That's what's carrying him. I'm not picking shit, dude. Is that I think he's going to get the job done. Not picking shit. Uh, in
0: fourth, I have Shabi Alonso. Okay. I think Xabi Alonso has has gone from strength to strength in his young managerial career. Obviously, he got Sociedad B promoted, mm-hmm. uh, which is really something that's reserved for Barcelona B. Yeah, doesn't happen all that often. That's really impressive. It's a great system. Um, he had a chance at the last year. Um. Oh. <laughs>
1: you have to cut that out nope
0: not going to last year um you were in charge of the editing uh i don't know how to do anything uh it was uh it was bruce and much and Godblock wanted him mm-hmm. and i think he was smart to say no to that job because they're sort of in a weird like place in the middle of the bundesliga that they can't seem to get out of yeah um he waited for a better job he saw the potential in leverkusen um and He's gone from strength to strength there, and I think he's really, really promising. One of our most promising like X player, X like good player, mm-hmm. <laughs> managers. Um, and
1: I think he's done an excellent job. Yeah, I agree with you, and that's why I have him in third. <gasps> I thought he's done such a great job. did oh, you have but fourth? I'd in... like Green fourth.
0: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, we just talked about it. Yeah. I have Arnest Slot in third. Okay, because he has done more than Chobby <laughs> has. Yeah basically yeah like he uh you know he's just had a really good and amazing thing he's gone he went to a final last year
1: yeah and Feyenoord on
0: they lost their, their entire team fantasy. and now they're gonna win the league like yeah. that's freaking fucking remarkable mm-hmm. um unfortunately i have jose all the way up in the second. second yeah, which might me.
1: My... i thought you were gonna have him in eighth i know you despise jose. i do
0: hit despise jose but i have no idea how he has Roma in third.
1: <laughs> right. I, I mean, I think I have no the-
0: idea how they win games. Yeah. I don't know how their squad is good. They didn't. He- they, they don't have half their players all the time. That's true. And they seem. I, I'm, like annoyed, but they seem to at least because it's year two Jose, and that's when everybody likes Jose. Mm-hmm. He's in uh probably this time next year it'll not be the case. Yeah. Um, but everybody fucking loves him there, and everybody's the people are talking about him for like the Real Madrid job again. I'm like the fuck. Yeah. Um. So I begrudgingly, until he goes downhill next year, begrudgingly I will, I will, I will acknowledge that he's, you know, got he won them a trophy last year, he did. and uh, he's gonna have them in the Champions League this year. So hard to ignore.
1: For for me, it's that last year Conference League. I kind of looked at them as favorites for that competition. Uh, so I wasn't that surprised that they won it. And then this year I almost give like Milan and Inter more credit for Roma being in third. Oh, that's that's fair. Girls. And Juve. And Juve. Yeah, the fifteen point deduction and Yeah, like, you're Roma, you're you're lucky there, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> it's like also at the start of the year. I looked at Roma squad and Napoli squad as like kind of similar and Napoli have been so stupendous that I might be discrediting what Jose and Roma have done this year a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of that also they're behind Lazio and you can't finish behind Lazio yeah but Lazio Roma. are the
0: only team like playing well in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Italy right now if
1: you're Roma you can't yeah behind Lazio. yeah in second place mm-hmm. I think I have who you're gonna have first of uh, my process of elimination mm-hmm. is good which as we saw earlier it isn't mm-hmm. uh I have Eric Ten Hag in second place uh-huh not first. I mean, what he's done with United though, it's been remarkable. So yeah. much, so much better. I, like they completely
0: did. changed from like top down, mm-hmm. from the roots up.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's and it's almost more like I've been super impressed with his tactical stuff mm-hmm. and how weird he's willing to get and how yeah. much he's willing to diverge from his like ideal from those Ajax teams. Yeah. But also, like even more impressive is the sort of cultural restructuring. He's been at a mm-hmm. club that hasn't been able to do that since Ferguson left. So. Yeah. I'm just like endlessly impressed by that guy. It
1: might be a weird comparison, but I think of him similarly to how I think of Ancelotti from a tactics perspective. It's like they have their base. They have like the way they want to list the players, Mm -hmm. but they're willing to make all those pragmatic moves. So the thing is I didn't know he was like that. that. Yeah. I I thought thought he, because
0: he had such good, uh, he had such a specific thing going on at Ajax. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. And getting Ajax at this stage to a, like they should have been in the final of the Champions League yeah like that in alone is enough to have him in the top half here mm-hmm. um but yeah endlessly yeah. impressed plus that's they won it... the league every single year he was there and now you can see I mean they've lost a lot of players to be fair mm-hmm. Ajax but you know they're eight points off the top now like
1: yeah that wasn't happening with him. that's why I have him ahead of Xavi because like uh-huh. Xavi. I think his what he's done this year might mm-hmm. be like statistically more impressive but mm-hmm. then Hog also has like Mm -hmm. A little bit of a history to fall back on and show this isn't a one-year thing. This wasn't out of nothing. Mm -hmm. Then, top of my list, a little bit of a surprise, I think. I have Arnselot. Love it. I think he's just done such an incredible job with Feyenoord. Got them to a Conference League final last year, which is... Winning the title is pretty astounding, yeah. yeah. It's totally unexpected, too. I don't think anybody was penciling Feyenoord in as... With two different different teams, basically. Yeah, Uh, so for me, that's just Uh the biggest achievement on this list... Of managers within the last couple of years mm-hmm. is Arn Slux and that's why I'm giving him. Yeah, as soon luck.
0: as he, uh, as soon as, um, I'm just curious to see him at a big job.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, really looking forward. To Not that
0: art isn't a great job, but yeah. um, I'd love to see him in a top four league, mm-hmm. um, and see what what how he can how he manages.
1: Yeah, and he was linked to was it the Leeds job, and I think I remember like fucking Tottenham should hire him. Yeah. <laughs> i think i remember him kind they of need to be tottenham as, this is a side sti- rumors were just yeah. like
0: this is a tangent but tottenham need to be fucking creative again with who they choose as manager
1: mm-hmm.
0: why not look at uh why not look at arna slot yeah yeah i
1: think, I think a lot of teams should be looking at him tottenham, a lot of teams should be him and Frank i think should be the two managers that teams like tottenham or teams mm-hmm. that need a project mm-hmm. and like something to for, should be looking at i i'd rather have fronk yeah i Uh, i I like pasta Coglu. i think he's a good manager i love pasta Coglu, dude slaughtered i love pasta
0: Coglu, but Um, i think any 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 like sort of mid-table team or team that's struggling this year but thinks of themselves as a top half team that has you saw what are you talking about west ham well west ham for sure i'm thinking about Leicester if they stay up yeah think about like uh teams that like you saw what uh villa has been able to do since they bring it when they bring in somebody world-class like Emery. yeah um they've they're all the way up into seventh now um or maybe even sixth now. and uh okay. i think i think like teams that are striving for that sort of similar thing in any league mm-hmm. should be looking at
1: somebody like this absolutely um, uh, i do wonder like i don't think italy or spain will be in for onslaught uh so mm-hmm. i think he maybe move to a big German team. It makes sense to, like,
0: yeah, in the Netherlands, you're usually going to Germany or if, if you're a
1: big boy, England. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes uh. because I think whoever gets in is going to get exceptional manager. Yeah. But you do need to be willing to build a team around him and he needs to be selective about his next location because yeah. going from the Dutch league to a top four league and failing right away can be a destined yeah. to see your progress as a manager. Yeah. And I assume that- Here's you my have... advice. Don't go to Dortmund. Don't go a door. Looks like Terzic might be staying. Yeah. So. He looks like he's doing okay. Yeah. Despite what I said earlier in the year about him not being a real manager. <laughs> so <laughs> Great I take my words there. Uh, <laughs> I assume you have Eric ten Hag. I do. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. I just think like the, the scale of his achievement, mm-hmm. even though they've only won the, the league cup so far, yeah. I just think uh, this combined with the IAX three four years of winning the league and the in the champions league trips mm-hmm. i think yeah
1: yeah uh do you have any changes to your final your predicted final i don't uh, remember i don't remember who you had so. i don't remember
0: either uh i'm what i think is going to have i think i had fine in the final
1: mm-hmm.
0: against uh the united united yeah um and no yeah, fuck it i don't want to change that okay i think that's still possible yeah um, I actually, I kind of feel like I want <laughs> <Union> to pick Union Saint-Germain to go to the final. <laughs> I kind of want to pick them as, as the champion, yeah. although they're probably going to lose to United or Juve in the fucking final, but yeah. the... I, have, I
1: had Juve-Roma and I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with Juve. I think Juve are still, I just see them one zero in their way to a title, It's uh-huh. especially because it's going to be the only way they could. Dude, Juve-Roma Roma would be the worst final of all yeah. time.
0: <laughs> Who could one nil harder?
1: Yeah. I uh, just think Juve are going to, it's the only way they can make the Champions League. Mm-hmm. So I think that they will focus on it and I think they can shut down anybody on this list. But there's something about Roma that just I'm kinda of off of them making the final right now. Uh-huh. And I'm glad UD to hear Saint that. St. Joao Yeah. So I have to go with them. High five. And I think Juventus would win that game. But... Yeah.
0: I kinda want I kinda want Saint Joa Fine or Saint Joa's semifinal would be, oh, that That'd would be, be super a, fun. Absolute beauty. Yeah. Especially when we have like United and Juve, maybe on the other side. Mm-hmm. It'd be like the perfect uh yeah. side by side of what makes the Europa League fun mm-hmm. um
1: Conference League any updates there I had Fiorentina over I think I had Fiorentina over Azed I now want to go with Fiorentina over Ghent I think that makes sense to me yeah mm-hmm. yeah and that being said like West Ham could easily beat Ghent but I think if Ghent get past West Ham yeah I see them making the final yeah and Fiorentina look borderline unstoppable in every competition right now yeah So and they they're the
0: only uh they're the only big team left in this competition that isn't like in the worst form so they've almost like um, i don't want to not not give them credit but they've almost like by default just like (laughs) stumbled into being the favorite yeah by virtue of all the other like big five league teams like just sucking balls yeah but that's half the battle in the conference league yeah
1: and we should also point out that, like, yes, they're playing Lech, who should be the worst team in the quarterfinals. Mm-hmm. But they've already knocked out Braga. And Sivas 4 were much better than Lenarca or Sloven Bratislava were in this competition. Yeah, Braga is so, Braga
0: the best team Braga anyone's was, beaten in the competition so yeah.
1: far the best team eliminated. Even
0: though so they, they laid a fucking egg in that first game. Yeah,
1: and Fiorentina thrashed them. Yeah, yeah, yeah I guess Lazio. Uh, Lazio, one, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Lazio, Lazio. Being Lazio was big. And
0: Virial going out, yeah. yeah.
1: But there's something about Anderlecht and Lazio that I don't see as, like, a winner. Of this competition, so I feel like it's going to be one of the big five leagues is going to win this year. Yeah. So, I think Fiorentina then looks easily the best. Yeah. So, I don't know what your thoughts are. I don't remember what you had before.
0: Um, had
1: West Ham winning. I. But I don't. Don't remember. think so. I think
0: a month and a half ago when Nice was in grade form. I think I picked them. Okay, but I'm definitely walking back on that one. Yeah. I do think Fiorentina is the obvious favorite now. Mm-hmm. And I think they're I think I had them against Azed. Now I'm going to have them against Ghent. Because nice. Ghent
1: yeah, okay. so hopefully for our sakes as predictors, Gent beat West Ham. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they'll look pretty bad. If they Whatever, don't... we'll just change our minds again. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, the, that's the beauty. New information means new opinions. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, and I think we've done it. Yeah. Um, who uh, who do you want to cheers to? Should we cheers to slot? Yeah. Let's cheers to
1: Arneslott and Eric Tenhag. And oh, Eric Tenhag. Yeah. yeah. All
0: right. Well, Thanks. we'll uh, we'll see you on Friday. Um, pay attention on Thursday. Watch the matches. Uh, tweet alongside us, yeah. and uh, we'll see
1: you Friday. See you Friday. And cheers to Arneslott and, and Eric, Eric Tenhard.